Welcome to the next edition of Morgan Yaspor Podcast. We are to the quarterfinals in Iowa high school football playoffs, and we have moved to do every game in every class. So we have 24 games today that Zach and I are going to break down and talk about. Um, so there's going to be a lot of teams here that we really know nothing about, but we're going to make some educated guesses and do the best we can. And with last week's record, Zach went 12-3 and three and I went 9-6. and six. He overtook me. And he is 95 and 25 on the year, and I am 93 and 27. So now he has the lead. So he is going to pick first for the first time all year, and then I'm going to make the picks after him. So we're going to start with 4A and then work our way down all the way to eight-player football. So we're going to start uh, the eastern side, Iowa City West, 6-0, and at Pleasant Valley, 9-0. and Yeah, this is a tough game out of the shoots right here. Um... You know, I feel like Iowa City West has a little bit more talent, um, but Pleasant Valley's defense has been stout all year. Um, Gone back and forth on this one, but I'm going to lean towards Iowa City West on this one to get to the Dome. I am as well. Uh, That was my pick. I was kind of hoping you were going to take Pleasant Valley on that one. Um, I just think, you know, Iowa City West a little deceiving 6-0, but it wasn't anything they did. That was their school district uh, being shut down. Uh, for a little bit there with COVID, uh, but they've been good and they got one of the best players in the state at quarterback there. So I just give them a little bit of a nod, nod, but I think that'll be a really, really good football game. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's uh isn't it uh Morgan is his last name, the quarterback. Yep. Yep. His brother played basketball at UNI and yep. was a he good was athlete. A, he was a stud at Iowa city West and UNI. So I assume this kid's the real deal as well. All right, and now we're going to move uh, to the number one team in the state, Southeast Polk, hosting Cedar Rapids Kennedy, maybe kind of the surprise team left in 4A um, with their win over Prairie last week. Um, so what do you see about this one? You know, BC Moore has this game a little closer than I, you know, I see this as a four-touchdown game, but he sees it closer to a two-touchdown two game. But either way you slice it, I just think Southeast Polk is, is too good on both sides of the ball and – I, I just can't imagine this game being within 20, but uh, I was a little shocked at that spread. Yeah, I was too. I thought that this one uh, would be a bigger spread as well, but I just don't see uh, Southeast Polk losing until the Dome and probably the finals, depending on how it gets matched up next round. I agree. All right, and now we've got uh, Battle of the Suburbs here. Uh, Waukee 7-2 and two at Ankeny 8-1. and one. Uh you know, I think Ankeny uh, with their offense is just going to be too much in this one for Waukee. Um, I do think Waukee's a very solid team, but, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about Ankeny. They've got their uh, the kid from, I believe, the St. Louis area that's eligible now going to Iowa. And I think offensively they might be the best team in the state. And, you know, I could see them potentially winning it all. So I'm going to take Ankeny in this one. I'm going to agree with you. Uh, that kid's out of the Kansas City area. I think he's from Overland Park, Kansas, uh, officially. And, uh, but Waukee has had one heck of a year. I think before the year started, they uh, said that they played their uh, seven games. They played the top six teams. And then the only reason they didn't play that the number three team in the state was that because they were ranked number three. So they've had one heck of a schedule. So it would not surprise me if this was a really good football game. But I think Ankeny's offense – with that kid being eligible now, uh, just makes it, uh, you know, puts them over the top. So I'm going to agree with you and go with Ankeny, but I think this will be a really good football game. 
Yeah, and, and look, and it is a rematch. I mean, Waukee beat yeah. Ankin. That was obviously early in right. the year, out one of their stud weapons. So I'm with you. This could be probably the best game in 4A, I would say. Yep, absolutely. And now we've got uh, the Battle of West Des Moines there, uh, Dowling and Valley. I believe this game is at uh, Drake Stadium. Uh, so that'll be a good backdrop for this game. Um, I think uh, Channel 13 is going to uh, carry this one. They carried Waukee and in, in, you know, last week, but Channel 13 out of Des Moines is going to carry this one live. Um, how do you see this one going? Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, you know, I think Dowling took care of them pretty easily um, early in the year. And uh, Dowling is, you know, when it comes to postseason football, there's nobody better right now than Dowling. Um I want to take Valley, but I don't know. This is tough. I think with the lead, I'm going to sit on Dowling and let you grab an upset if you want. But I think Dowling will pull it out. But I think this is going to be a heck of a game as well. I was really hoping you were going to take Valley in this one. I'm going to take Dowling simply for the fact that I'm going to take them until they lose because they've won seven in a row. Um, Coach Wilson does an unbelievable job there at Dowling. Um, Valley, you know, they're four and four on the year, and they've actually played better since the Rubley kid was ruled ineligible. And, and they really impressed me last week, beating Urbandale the way they did. Um, previously un, undefeated Urbandale. Um, so this, it would again not shock me if, if Valley wins this game. Um, but I just cannot bet and put anything on Dowling, and I'm going to take my chances later in this uh, podcast. Do you know, are they having any uh, fan limitations on this game? Because this could draw 10,000 people, I would say. I, I don't know. Um, you know, I think maybe they're trying to help that a little bit by having it on TV there on 13. So maybe some people will just decide to stay home and, and watch it. There you go. Um, I, I don't know if who actually is the home team here. I think Valley is the home team, it says, what I looked at. Yeah. So I'm really surprised it's not at Valley Stadium. Um, but, you know, down or you know, because um, neither one of those teams play um, at uh, Drake, uh, Roosevelt does. But so it's a little bit weird there. But maybe they're doing that because th- there aren't fan things, and Drake can make a little money, and then you know Valley can make a little money. Yeah, so, should be a good one. Absolutely, I think I think all four of those four A games are gonna be really good football games. Yep. All right, let's move on to three A. Um, you know, kind of we'll start here with uh, Sigourney Kyoto connection here, Webster City nine and zero. At Boyden Hole, Rock Valley, seven and two. You know, obviously Bob Howard's probably one of the best coaches in the state. I mean, he goes to Webster City and takes over just an awful program, and they've become you know a perennial playoff team. Um, I think they got second a few years ago to Pella. Um, yep. I don't know much about Boyden Hall, Rock Valley. I feel like they've been a two A team the last few years, and they might have been bumped up this year, but they've been obviously solid. Um, I'm going to go with Webster City just because, you know, you're trying to prepare for that offense in one week, and you also have a team that's 9-0 and running that offense. I got a feeling they've got some pretty good talent there, and I, and I see uh, Webster City pulling that one out. Yep, I'm going to take Webster City as well in this one. Um, it's hard to bet against uh, Coach Howard. He does a great job, and obviously he knows how to coach football. Like you said, Webster City was awful before he got there, and just in two, three, four years he was in the state finals. And he's been really good ever since. Yep. And now we're going to go uh, to Western Iowa here. Uh, Lewis Central, 8-1, hosting 9-0 and Harlan. I believe Lewis Central's only loss is to Harlan. Um, and it was a close football game. Um, how do you see that one? Is this game in Harlan or Council Bluffs? 
I've got it at Lewis Central is what I ever wrote down as. Okay. Well, I think BC Moore has it at Harlan, so I don't know where this. I is. think I I went to Varsity Bound and saw and got this. So I mean, it's not a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't. That's where I went. Got it. This is a tough game. I mean, ugh. I don't know. Were these two in the same district or not? If they were, I feel I think the game would have to be in Harlan if this game if this if they were in the same district, but. I don't know. I think Lewis Central is really good. Um, obviously, Harlan thumped him pretty good. Um, again, I'm in the lead, so I'm going to go with Harlan and let you uh, pick an underdog if you want. Yeah, I'm going to take Lewis Central. I was going to take whoever you didn't take in this one because I think this will be, again, I think this game will be uh, really, really close. Um, I'm surprised that Lewis Central got beat that bad by Harlan the first time, and I don't think it'll happen again, no matter where it's at. I'm going to take Lewis Central. Yeah, I mean, I could see Harlan losing this one um, easily, but if it's in Harlan, I th- I mean, that's just a tough place to go in and win. So, um, you know, BC Moore does have Lewis Central favored, but uh, I feel like Har- that they were in the same district this year, and I would think it's in Harlan, but who knows? We'll see. That should be a heck of a game. Yep. All right. So that's our first uh, different uh, opinion there. And that was simply that's a really toss up game. And so I was going to take whoever you didn't. All right. Um, now we've got Xavier nine and zero against Grinnell eight and two. How do you see this one? Again, this is a, a rematch of before. And, you know, Xavier stuck it to him pretty good. Um, you know, I've been pretty high on Grinnell all year and rode him to a lot of wins here. But I think that you know, this senior class is going to end uh, in their season in Cedar Rapids, but you know, they've had a heck of a run, especially losing their quarterback. So I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Xavier in this one. Yeah, I am too. I mean, it would be really, really good if they had their quarterback there, because I think this would be a really good football game. Uh, but I think actually Xavier might run away with this one a little bit. And that Grinnell class is unbelievable, but Xavier, they just it's they don't lose in the playoffs either. I mean, them Pell and Harlan in three A, you just it's hard to bet against any any of those three. Yep, I agree. All right, and now we got well ten and one West Delaware goes to North Scott six and one. You know, just you, just after last week, you think West Delaware is just going to come in here and roll here, but I think this will be a heck of a game. I think uh, you know West Delaware's going on the road to Washington was obviously a bad draw for West Delaware or for Washington, but I feel like it's a bad draw for West Delaware too. Now they got to go on the road again. Uh, yeah, so I don't know why they're, they're on the road all the time. I mean, they're 10 and one. I mean, they're not. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think North, I mean, BC Moore's got this as kind of a blowout 23 point favorite. Uh, I see no yep. way that North Scott loses at home by 23, but I also, Again, in the lead here, I can't take a 23-point underdog, so I'm going to go with uh, West Delaware. I was hoping you were going to take West Scott there. I'm going to take West Delaware, but I'm with you. I don't think this is a 23-point game. I think this is a dogfight, and, you know, West Delaware, you know, is really, really good, and I I think they might win the whole thing. I agree. All right, now we go to 2A and the Battle of Northwest Iowa, uh, West Lion and Central Lion. Um, West Lyon historically is one of the best teams in, in Iowa high school football. They, they can compete there with Harlan for championships and wins um, against their eight and one against Central Lyon nine and zero. Yeah, th- I mean this could be a state championship game right here. To be yeah. honest with you, I mean I think PC, I, PCM's I, I, there, but 
I mean, these are some powerhouses. Uh, Central Lion, you know, got them 20 to 16, but I'm going to take the underdog here and go with West Lion, and you can uh, have the favorite if you'd like. Yeah, I was really hoping you were going to go Central Lion because I was going to take uh, West Lion as the underdog. Um, huh. Well, I, I got to do it. I'm going to take Central Lion. Um, but I, I'm not confident in that one. I, I was actually uh, leaning West Lion, hoping you'd just take the favorite there. Yeah, I hear you. I just, it's again, it's one of those things when it comes to playoff football, there's one of your teams that are always around and it's hard to pick against them. Yep. All right. And now, uh, you know, PCM, uh, 9-0, and travels to West Marshall, 8-1. and um, How do you see this one? I think West Marshall will give them a game. Um, and I don't know if Prairie City's had a game all year. I mean, no, they really have I mean, Newton came no, within 30, I guess. But, um, again, I don't know why West Marshall's the home team here. I guess maybe their district – they were both undefeated in district play would be my guess and must have came down to an alphabetical thing. Um, but yeah. I'm going to go with PCM. I think they're one of the few teams that can compete with that first matchup we talked about. Yeah, I'm going to take PCM as well. I was actually listening to Varsity Bound has a podcast, and PCM is is like their average margin of victory is like 55 to four. Yeah, it's right now. I mean, it's it's they haven't had a good schedule. They've only beat three teams with a winning record, um, and one of those is Centerville. And Centerville wasn't anything. To, you know, we talked about them all year. They're nothing uh, special, but they just were able to beat the teams they were supposed to beat. Um, so PCM, but I think this game will be closer than a lot of people think. Uh, because just because PCM hasn't had to play a uh, full game very much. Hey, well, a little fun fact about PCM. I don't know if this is true. This is just one of our coaches here in Sigourney told us. They have four sets of twins on that football team that are playing right now. Which it, and our, that, That's why they're really good. If they're all good athletes, that's eight kids. Yeah. That's impressive. I right mean, there. just to have a set of twins is not, not the norm. And to have that many um, just seemed like a heck of a stat I thought I'd throw out there. No, that, that's, that's a great – Fun fact. Yep. All right. And now, uh, you know, kind of our closest team left out of, outside of Sigourney here, I think, is West Liberty 6-2. and two, will travel to Comanche 8-1. and one. Again, I don't know much about this. I, You know, the Comanche uh, or the West Liberty win. And, you know, I was talking with one of our uh, elite reps, and he said Williamsburg had a seven-point lead with a minute to go in that game as well. And West Liberty went down the field and scored with a minute to go. Um, he thought they might go for two, and they didn't. And then Williamsburg marched right down the field and obviously got the their uh, field goal block. So just a crazy way for Williamsburg to lose that game. But um, back to this one, I think West Liberty's luck's going to run out here, and I think Comanche moves on fairly easily. Yeah, I think so too. I just think you know West Liberty has uh, went as far as they should. They've actually probably went further than they should have gone. Uh, they've done a great job, but I, I think their run-ins here at command. Yeah, and, you know, hats off to that coach because that's a tough place to win, and he went in there and got that community excited at West Liberty. And, you know, hopefully they have some young some young studs left because, you know, it's nice to see some of those towns that aren't traditionally great to uh, to compete with the big boys. Absolutely. All right, and now, you know, kind of a perennial power, both of these schools, Solon 7-2 and two at walk-on 7-1, and one, you know, Decor or walk on. One of those two teams is always coming out of that Northeast region, um, depending on what class, you know, and stuff. I know they've kind of went up and down a little bit there, but 
Uh, what do you, how do you see this? Yeah, one? see, this is tough. I again, I think BC Moore's way off on his spread on yeah. this one. I would, I'd lay the farm that Solon could come within twenty six of these guys. Yeah, that's what I have a note here. It's twenty six, and I, I would too. I'd put a lot of money on Solon to cover. That. Yeah, I mean, I think Solon. You know, I would not walk. Walk on is really good. I mean, they are one of the best, and they're another one. You know, with probably PCM and West Lion, Central Lion that could potentially win. And I know Williamsburg ran into them a couple times here in the last few years, and they weren't able to beat them. Um, that's a huge spread, and it's hard to pick Solon when you see that spread. Um, but Solon's a powerhouse, and they're dropping down. But I'll take Walk on. I. I like I said, I just wish I could find someone that would give me twenty six points in Solon. I'm gonna take Solon just because you picked uh walk on, but yeah, I just I you know, and I understand, you know, Solon lost those two games early, but uh yeah. I'm just gonna go with uh tradition and winning and being behind, I have to take Solon. It'd be nice if you could find a money line on Solon at plus twenty six, <laughs> you'd be a cabillionaire. But <laughs> <laughs> Put five hundred bucks on Solon and let's Yeah, go. I'd probably pay over a million. <laughs> All right. Now let's move uh down keep moving down in class one A here. Um West Sioux, seven and two at uh what I call the Alphabet School, Oldable Arthur, Battle Creek, Ida Grove, nine and oh. I feel like West Sioux is one of the four best teams remaining. Um I would not want to run into them if I'm anybody, probably outside of Ida Grove, but Ida Grove's you know, might have one of the top five players in the state of Iowa. Um, and I don't see them lose, and it's just a tough, tough draw for West Sioux. And like I said, I feel like they're good enough to be in the semis, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually listen that same podcast. West Sioux is kind of a sleeper. Obviously, if West Sioux would win this game, they could win, go win the whole oh, thing. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, I'm with you. Um, Oldwell Arthur is, is uh, you know, the best team in one A, I believe, and I don't think it's close. So I'm going to take them as well. Close. Yep. All right, uh, South Central Calhoun at Southeast Valley, uh, 8-1 and 9-0. and Yeah, this is a rematch. Um, Southeast Valley got the win, uh, I believe, early in the year by around 10. I think these two teams are very even. Um, I believe Southeast Valley has a Division One player on their team, just from listening to some people talk. Um, yep, I, I think so, too. I think I heard that. I don't know where well. he's going, if he's a – he could be an Iowa State guy. I have no clue, or if he's Iowa, or if just somewhere else. But he, they supposedly have a stud there, and I know nothing about it. I'm going to take Southeast Valley because they won once before, and they obviously have the best player on the field. I'm going to take South Central Calhoun just because this one's kind of a toss-up game, um, and just because I'm behind. So, yeah, um, I was going to take whoever you didn't. It should be one. a heck of a game, I think. Yep, and that's you know looking at here down to eight man. I mean, the most anybody lost is two games. So all these teams are great, and actually we're seeing several rematches and stuff. So um, now we go Underwood nine and one at Van Meter nine and zero. I think this is going to be a heck of a game. Underwood, you know, played OABCIG really tight. I ended up being about twenty five, but it it was a close game most of the way through. So I mean, if you just you can't. You can count it as a loss, but it, that's a heck of a loss. Um, if I was down to you, I would pick Underwood again. I'm just kind of playing the percentage. I think Underwood could win this game, but I'm going to take Van Meter. Yeah, and I'm going to take Underwood because of 
exactly what you just said. If you were behind, I, I, I think this will be a really close game. Um, like you said, Underwood has one loss that they're, uh, you can't be sad about that. Oh, loss exactly. They're, they're very good. I think and, they could be, you know, argue as one of the four best teams in one a as well. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, so I'm just going to take Underwood just cause I'm behind and, and I got to make up some. All right, and now we got uh, you know the, the home team there for you, uh, Sigourney Kyoto hosting uh, Columbus Catholic, nine and zero and eight and one. Yeah, I you know Sigourney Kyoto is gonna get three straight playoff games at home, um, which does not happen hardly ever. So I think they they take advantage of that. I think Columbus is good, but not great. Um, I think as long as Sigourney Kyoto doesn't shoot themselves in the foot, um, I think they're gonna have a tough time stopping us. Um, and hopefully, you know, our bend but don't break defense will keep them, you know, under 15 to 17 points. And I, I think we'll score more than that. And I, I could actually see Sigourney Kyoto winning this by double digits. Yeah, I actually, I actually see the same thing. I mean, if I'm Sigourney Kyoto, I'm loving this matchup compared to anybody else that's left in this, this, uh, in, in 1A. I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm taking that Columbus Catholic is the least you know, the worst team left and they're very good. Don't kid yourself, but, but I think they're the worst team less left uh, in the draw. So I'm going to take SK as well. Yep. All right. Class A uh, Logan Magnolia, eight and one at St. Albert uh, seven and two, you know, these, these two teams know each other uh, very, very well in, in multiple sports. Uh, how do you see this one? Again, I, you know, my, you know, my knowledge of Western Iowa is not great at all, <laughs> but um, I'm going to rely heavily on BC Moore here. Um, it's a rematch that it looked like Logan Magnolia dominated in. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, take Logan Magnolia to win this one. I think it'll be closer than what that uh, first round was, but I could, I, I think Logan Magnolia wins. And, and I'm going to take L and M too. Uh, there, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the L and M of Western Iowa, uh, Logan Magnolia there. Um, but I think this will be, it will be a very good game. And, and St. Albert knows how to win football games. They have forever and ever. Uh, but I think Logan Magnolia is just a little bit better this year. Um, and now we've got a nine and zero Grundy center travels to West Hancock, nine and one. I believe West Hancock is the defending champs um, facing probably, you know, the number one team in class a, if not, you know, just, you know, been super dominant all year. Yeah. And, you know, I lived up in Belmont for one year and, uh, West Hancock's kind of like a football powerhouse up there. And I mean, they live and die football in West Hancock. Um, you know, it's just one of those places like Applington Parkersburg where everybody, you know, raises their kid to be, to play football and to play in the dome and, and they're excellent. I mean, again, they're having another awesome year, but I think Grundy centers, you know, one of the, special teams in that class where you're going to look back over the years and say, this is one of the best teams to play in this class. So I'm going to take Grundy center and I think they'd get it by a couple touchdowns. Yeah. I'm going to take Grundy center too. I just think no one's touching them this year until the dome at least. And, and I, I'd, I'd be actually surprised if Grundy center loses. I'm with you. All right. Uh, Wapsie Valley um, nine and one uh, goes down to Regina eight one. I think Watsy's runs over here. I think Regina wins this one fairly easily. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just, again, kind of like Dowling. Uh, when you get in the playoffs, no matter what the record is, Regina's tough out. Um, Coach Cook does a great job there. And th- those kids are expected to get to the Dome every year. Um, and I believe they do again. Exactly. 
Um, and then the last one here in Class A, St. Ansgar, nine and zero at uh, MFL Marmac, nine and one. St. Ansgar, huh? This is Matt Sherman territory. Yep. Uh, MFL Marmac. <laughs> I don't know much. Is that where? Isn't that where Rafe yeah, Friends went? Yeah. Um, St. Ansgar, I know, is you know a traditionally solid football program. I don't know much about MFL, but. I'm going to go ahead and take St. Ansgar to keep their uh, undefeated season alive here in advance. Yeah, I think so too. I actually think MFL uh, maybe kind of pulled a upset last week against uh, Edgewood, Edgewood Colesburg, I think, mm-hmm. or something up there. Um, so I'm going to take St. Ansgar as well. All right, eight man. Um, and, we're, and here's our, our friend uh, Sean Burks, 8-0 Audubon, uh, travels up to 9-0 Remsen St. Mary's. And, you know, we've had a little discussion about this, and there are several people that think this is the state title game uh, or should be the state title game. And I'm just – I'm a little surprised at how they did this. I mean, I understand, you know, there, there's three teams that are kind of close, and then, you know, Remsen St. Mary's is all the way up there by, by themselves. But Audubon and Cam are about 20 minutes away, and they're not playing each other. Yeah, (laughs) and uh so how do you see uh the ottoman and remsen st mary's yeah you know this is this is a a, probably one of the best games for you know this type of round which is crazy these two teams are very good they they're very familiar with each other obviously playing twice last year and um i think remsen won the first one and then ottoman beat them in the semis um i just think ottoman graduated too much um Remsen hasn't lost at home since 2000, September of 2015. I was actually looking into this game. Um, I can't. That's a great. I can't stat. see Remsen losing this game at home. I know they got a their quarterback is a stud baseball player who just signed with Kirkwood. I saw. Sounds like he's a, a you know an elite athlete. Um, but you know we both picked against Ottoman last week and they actually just drilled uh, Newell Fonda. So. Obviously, Audubon knows how to play defense and uh, run the ball, but I'm going to take Remsen St. Mary's in this one. All right, and I'm going to take the Fighting Burks um, and the Wheelers uh, just because I need uh, something different. I think this will be a really, really good football game, Um, and and I think uh, just the Wheelers pull it out. No real reason, but I think it should be a good game. All right, and now we got uh, 9-0 Cam at Fremont Mills, 6-1. Fremont Mills is kind of a traditional uh, eight-man power, aren't they? That put out some D1 players. Yeah. I know from time to time. Yeah, they had. Yeah, they had the the kid that played at Iowa in the D line. You know, Cam's so, got yep. is undefeated, and maybe I'm wrong, but I always always feel like Southwest Iowa is just not as good as their records always indicate when it comes to, especially in the basketball world. I don't know about football, but a lot of those teams that come out of there seems to always have a team undefeated that's rolling out of there, but. I'm going to take Fremont Mills in this one. I am actually as well. I'm going to not uh, make the play on that one. I, I, I'm kind of with you. I think Cam hasn't played as good of a competition as I'd have liked to see Audubon and Cam play this year, but I think uh, COVID got in the way when they were supposed to. It looks like Fremont Mills' only loss is to a Nebraska team, so we really don't know. You know, they've, they've thumped right. most Iowa teams they've played, I guess, so I don't know. Again, I'm not great in eight man, and then you throw out in Western Iowa, it's tough. But I just know Fremont Mills has always been traditionally very good. Yep. All right. Um, Don Bosco, eight 0 at Janesville, nine and one. This is a good game. Uh, 
Jeez. I, I agree. This is you, 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 the, the champ almost every year against Janesville, who yeah, might be the best. You know, like in our chat, they said that the Remsen Ottoman game was a state championship. I'm like, gosh, Don Bosco is just an absolute powerhouse in, uh, in this uh, eight man world. When you get, I mean, they, they have like 60 kids on their roster, which is crazy for eight man. Uh, Janesville's very good. This is tough. Janesville's been beat by <laughs> Easton Valley, huh? And Easton Valley's still playing. We yeah. got the next. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Janesville. Don Bosco's going down in this round. All right, and I'm taking uh, Don Bosco just because I was going to take whoever you did. Yeah, that's a tough one right there. And, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know who's going to win that one. Um, I think either team could, and I think it'll be one heck. I think BC Moore has it as a one-point spread even. So, I mean, they even have it as a as a coin flip. So, all right. And then our, our last game here, uh, Easton Valley. We just talked about 9-1 and one at Montezuma. Yeah, I mean, Easton Valley, they did lose to Don Bosco by 20, so their loss is not bad. Monty, you know, Monty has – some stud athletes, a stud quarterback. I just don't know about their level of competition. It's kind of like Cam. Who who have they really beat that's good? I mean, New London, Kingsley yep. Pearson are decent, but I think Easton Valley gets it done pretty easily. You, you picked Easton Valley yes. there? Yep. And I'm going to, too. I think Montezuma just – they haven't played the best uh, competition. I think Northeast Iowa eight-man is just where it's at, so – all right, so that's it. So we've got several uh, differences, and I'm going to take Easton as well. And uh, we'll uh, have another great night for football on uh, Friday night, and we'll uh, talk to you right, later. Talk. Thank you for listening to Morgan Yass for Podcast. If you like what you hear, click the like button or hit subscribe if you want to hear more episodes from Morgan Yass for Podcast. Also, if you would like to comment or with any show ideas, or anything, please contact me at morganyasforpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ryanmorgan34.